0: welcome to raspberry tea pod chat i'm claire i'm claire and i'm (laughs)
1: joe ccj good morning good afternoon good evening raspberry tea ladies here um this is a subject very close to our darling claire because it's what she does for a living we want to talk about branding and really i guess once you've early stages of your brand and you know what it's about how to build it in all the different ways possible but i'm going to let claire hand over because she's the expert it's what she does it's
2: what Maker brew is the branding agency therefore thank you yeah it's 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 something i get asked about a lot that's why i thought i'd uh, i'd chuck it in as a subject because Branding's a bit of a mystery. A lot of people think it's just a logo. A lot of people think it's just your marketing materials. Um, some don't, but a lot of people do. Your brand is the experience that you build for your customers and how you communicate with them. So you can do that in lots of different ways. So when building a brand, so you, you've got established, you've, you've created a business or you've just started a business, there's obviously you in it, you, you run it, you might build a team around you, so they become part of that brand. And it's the way that you carry yourself, the way you interact with customers, the way you answer the phone, the way you dress, the way you turn up to meetings, the way you respond to customers, as well as the service you deliver or the products you sell. So I'm talking about service businesses in this example. One of the ways that you can help to um, build your brand is to make sure you're sharing useful and helpful information. We talked about video marketing in an earlier podcast. So videos is a great way to get yourself out there and talk about the problems and the pain points that your customers might have that your brand or your business solves. But a really popular one at the moment, I keep getting asked to do lots and lots of these, and I do work with Claire Taylor on these is lead magnets. Lead magnets or eBooks, some people call them, appear you can put them on your website or you can send them out direct. That would cause you a lot of work, but it depends on how you want to process the data that you get from them or how you want to interact with your customers. But a lead magnet is a great way that you can share some advice or some information that would help your potential customers. So they see you as an expert in what you do, they're getting something for free, but you're probably getting their email address or you're getting a connection, you're opening a channel of communicating with them. So that's one of the great tools. There's, there's many other different ones, but I don't want to hog the whole conversation. Uh, obviously, Lead Magnets, Claire and, and Joe, is something that you guys write, and it's why we work so well together on these, because you write them and I make them fit the brand and put the images in and lay out the designs and things like that. But what are the, what do you th- what do you feel about this, about some different ways and things that your, you yourselves or you think businesses can build their brands? Who wants to start? Um, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think
1: most novice business owners think their logo is their brand. And actually your brand is everything you do. And as you said, the feeling that people get when they've used you or bought from you or worked with you or whatever it might be. Um, Many people say that I am raspberry flamingo and we're intertwined. And I think that's because my hair colour is raspberry um, and I'm the face. of And you're this. a flamingo. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, I have to stand on one leg, don't I? Because my other one hurts too much when I stood <laughs> up. So I often take the flamingo stance, although it wasn't created for that reason. Um, but it's very true. I joke that I stand like a flamingo. Um actually raspberry flamingo is much much more than me much much more than me and i think as clients get to know us they understand that it's much much more than me it's just that i'm the one going out doing the business development um somehow logo and and everything's fit with me which is exactly right it's like your maker brew fits with you claire because you love your cup of tea and you always got mug in your hand you know um I think if if the brand's right, your personal brand and your business branding, the imagery around your personal your business branding should fit together. I think that's actually probably quite important. I don't know what you'd say, Claire, because I just think if somebody creates a visual brand, as in their logo and their imagery and things, that doesn't sit authentically with them as a person, how how do you i mean if you've got an, an e-commerce shop or something i guess it doesn't matter that you're not the face of your business if you're selling on amazon or you've got a shop on whatever do you know what i mean mm-hmm. you'll i guess your imagery could be anything but if you are more of a service business or a product business that people are going to want to quote for or you know what I mean? And you're going out and seeing your customers. I think those two components, your personal brand and your business midway around the brand have to sit comfortably.
2: Yeah. Um, it helps either personal brand-wise or business brand-wise you understand your why and your purpose of what you do as a business beyond making money. So once you're clear about what you do, why you do it, and who your customer is, there's the three sort of cornerstones of that understanding. It's much, much easier to build something that fits that. For it, I use an example. You wouldn't expect a funeral director business to have a visual brand that had a lot of red coloring in it because it just doesn't sit right. You don't expect it in in the marketplace. However, you shouldn't do something that's the same as everybody else just to fit in. You need to look distinctly different in your visual branding, but it's got to be authentically the you or the business. Cause some businesses have more than one person's the face of it. You might've got salesmen, you might've got cashiers on a counter. You might've got tradesmen. They've all, got, they've all got to be the brand because they're facing the customer so as long as their values are the same, like your, your business values might be that you, customer service comes absolutely f- above anything, or it might be the timeliness of the way that you do things and it's automatic. And like uh, German engineering is known for being precise and being on time and things like that. If you think about certain businesses, you'll be able to see what their values are and things be underneath what they present outwardly as a business. And I think this is really important for smaller businesses because it can help them build a platform that marketing and 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 producing things for your brand or the way that you deal with the customers becomes easier because you as a driver, as one person, maybe the owner of the business or starting it or the team that you build around you, as long as they understand that and they live that and they always deliver that. Another example, John Lewis in Sheffield, unfortunately, shop's closing soon, but John Lewis, you know what service you're going to get when you walk into that store. Apple, you know what service you're going to get when you walk into the store. These, these companies have got those things just right and small businesses can do just the same thing if they understand the foundations of what comes before you start making logos and things looking pretty and having pictures and everything. But going back to your point originally, yes, it is important that imagery or the style matches what
0: the business is about and exactly who it's for. You've stolen my thunder, Claire Froggart, because having been on one of your courses, I've actually written purpose, values, no like, and trust, and I'm sitting here thinking it all through my head and and you've gone and talked about it, so. so, Well, please,
1: Claire, Claire, what you were just talking about, a lot of people would consider to come under culture the yes. culture of the company,
0: company yeah.
1: so what you're saying is the company's culture is actually part of the brand yes yeah because because you know when it's very easy for small business owners to represent their brand it's yeah. very easy for small business owners who've got I don't know a handful of you know people on their team to make sure that that culture has the values and works to the level. When you get to the huge organizations, it's very difficult to keep people in that culture. And that's an internal communications thing often that, you know, if, if anybody's watched Undercover Boss, you know, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about because you've got the boardroom who then go out and tell a few more people they tell them part of the story and then that layer of management go out and tell another layer out of the story and by the time you get to the drive-through or the shop or whatever it might
0: be those people haven't got a clue what was discussed. No it's, it's funny you say that because it is about the culture and having just come out of corporate um, the number of meetings that we had, values meetings, and you'd see them plastered all around the rooms and you'd see them on all these big white charts and everything. Every six months they were changing. Mm. And it's like, okay, so what are we working to this week? But it comes down to the individuals. And if you find those individuals that truly match your values and you know fit in with your culture then you don't actually need to talk about them. Yeah. You don't need to drill it into them because it is in them. And I think that's where we as a business work so well, because we genuinely want to help and work with the small businesses. Well, I think, I think we've, I mean, you and I have worked
1: together for, what, two years now?
0: Almost, yeah. um,
1: And we've just looked for another writer, haven't we, to join yeah. us, another content writer. And we put a call out on social media and a lot of people sent emails in and sent samples of their work and they weren't right just from the email they sent never mind looking at their work they weren't right for us mm. but you, you sort of think well this is the people out there we've got to we need somebody we've got to narrow this down Yeah. and then Mel who's joined our team Emailed us a couple of days later after everybody else. And this sounds awful, and I do apologise if you're one of the people that we spoke to originally. But had I got Mel's email in that first tranche, I wouldn't have bothered talking to anybody else. Yeah. Because there was something that just fit. Yeah. Both in the style of her work and her as a person, she is Raspberry Flamingo. There's no two ways about it. I think it's that what happens with companies when they recruit very often is you don't wait for the mail. Yeah. (laughs) You you look at the application and think, I've got we need somebody, I've got to put somebody into that slot. And it it was a lesson to me actually. You know, I've I've worked in big corporates as well, albeit a very different sector to Joe. Um, you know, I was in the higher education sector. And I used to do two different interviews. I used to do a very informal, but structured in the questioning that and the way the discussion went to get what yeah. I wanted from the person, and then a, a shortlisted formal. But as I was leaving, and and part of the reason I left corporate was because they were just saying you match them on points on their application to the job description. And then it doesn't matter what their personality is. You take the most highly qualified person to fit that role. Well, often the most highly qualified person somebody who's been made redundant, who's going to move on very quickly. They just need a job right now. They're not going to fit the team. They're not going to fit the culture, the brand. It's a wrong, but when you're in those huge organizations, I think that culture and that brand gets diluted so
0: much. And and even now, thinking about the interviews that I went through sort of right towards the end, competency-based. You know, it's it's the same. It's those structured interviews, isn't it, Claire? It's yeah. the competency base doesn't bring out actually the character that that person could yeah. bring to a role. And they could truly believe in your values, but just need the guidance and the coaching. Yeah. And you don't always see that. Yeah. So again, reiterating that point that yeah. you, you get a feel about that person. Your gut feel is there for a purpose. It's there for a reason. And I think you can get so set in your ways unfortunately and that's where the smaller businesses do have that opportunity and Mm -hmm. we've spoken to a few small businesses haven't we about you Mm -hmm. know the ethics and the um the values within their business and Mm -hmm. handbooks that they should have and this that and the other And you should include this in it and it you should involve your teams as much as possible whilst you're building those as well because they are your brand and claire to bring it back
1: to branding Mm because we have slightly diversified as we always do one thing i think people might find really really useful for you to talk about is consistency
2: yeah so you you, you've you've worked out all the under the water stuff i call it you you know your purpose you know your why you know your values and values they are not something you can create they're something you have to find and identify and then agree on with your team if you've got a team and that's what you live by joe's example just touched just to finish that off of working within the corporate and the values changing depending on the campaign they're not true values now values if you find the values that are you and your company they are what you should build your business on because they okay. you, you find the right people to work with you it becomes a lot easier less friction and things are easier to build on going back again to Claire's point now for consistency is absolutely critical, (laughs) absolutely critical. If you do something a certain way, you can change it and you can evolve it, but make sure you do it in everything that you do. Uh, A client I worked with not long back, he was a decorator and I worked with lots of tradespeople as well as service businesses. He'd got a, a van that had got a certain graphics on it. He'd got a a facebook page that had got a different graphic on it, it wasn't even a logo it was just an image uh it got a checker trade account It got a different logo on it and it got just the trader account that got a different logo on it and, and then he had a new one developed for his new website <laughs> and then he and had a new one done for his new website and i just said to him to explain the point if you park your van outside a property that you're working on and somebody drives past or walks past and they see it and they go and look for you online later on Check a Trade, Trust Trade, your website or Facebook, you are not the same person. Because they've not that's not what they've seen. So be it bad, be it good, do it consistently. Make sure you are the same on every platform that you've got and every channel yeah. that you use. So by channel, I mean it might be social media, it might be a van, it might be a uniform, it might be a signage, anything like that. Obviously, the more you can align your image with what your business is about, what it does and who it's for, then it becomes much easier to be good at being consistent. Like the the example I gave with a funeral director, you wouldn't use bright red.
1: That you know, surprised quite- me, actually, because I would never, that, that would never enter my head that you wouldn't use bright red for a funeral
2: director. I think all directors are traditionally very reserved. It's a very serious business, although it's caring and compassionate, and it's a, it's a, you wouldn't use a, a McDonald's red. I'm talking, a cherry, so t- cherry yeah. red. You you might
1: okay.
2: use a, you might use a, a claret red or a red wine yeah. red. Okay. Or something. Yeah. So this is where yeah. colour's massive. You whilst you, you might say red the three of us picture now is all a different shade of red. Mm. So that, that's why that example didn't have much context for you. But yeah, color is very, very important as well. So when you've got your brand value and the strategy elements sorted out, is something that you can do retrospectively. If you've not got it in place, you can go back and look at it, but you don't change your values. The purpose generally doesn't change either, but with the example we had last year of businesses Gosh. pivoting, they may have they may now be doing a completely different thing, but the values of that business will not change. Mm. Actually, I have to change. Sorry, I was
1: just gonna say something came to my mind yesterday, since since um Mindy Mary ill and passed away I've really not been consistent on social media at all I've hardly appeared at all from a business point of view and it's something that's very much weighing on the back of my mind before I had three templates I had a red one for customer work I had a white one for tips and a black one for recommendations and exactly what you're talking about now I suddenly thought yesterday everything else is on a white background my website's clean and on a white background. My, my Social media banners are clean, they're on a white background. Everything I do now is on a white background. Why am I using a pink, a black, and a white? I, yeah. I've got to create that identity in a different way on a clean white background. As nodding ahead at me because it's perfectly obvious to the expert. But to me, it just suddenly came to me yesterday. Oh my God, I can't do that anymore. I know better than that.
0: Um, this, um, this is why it's so confusing for the small business owners in particular isn't it because we're the ones that are doing everything we don't have a team a branding team a marketing team an accounts team a finance team a legal team and so you can get overwhelmed with it and I think that's where people struggle as well with the overwhelm of not understanding it fully then you try something don't you, and you think oh that'll do for now because I just need to get it out there just want to get it out there just want to get it done But people are their business. In our our world, the people themselves are their business. And I've had this conversation with somebody recently that they do not understand that what they are doing outside of work is what people will see. Yeah. And They just don't align with the values that you would expect of that kind of business. And it's frustrating. The living daylights out of me. But I've just had to give up. Yeah i just can't there's
2: there's there's ways that you can make things easier like i I work with good or bad you have a brand whether you know it or not
0: yeah
2: as a business that brand should be intentional to make things more consistent you keep them simple now i know a lot of people get bored oh i'm fed up with that color or that font i'm seeing it i'm You, you as a business owner or a marketer or the person that's doing the promotion of your business to communicate with your customers, you see the same thing time and time and time again. You get bored. We all do. The thing is you need to play within the rules of the game to change it. So it doesn't look completely different, but you're keeping, keeping on your on brand, same color palette, same fonts, same style, same image style, Like I've just been doing some work with a client who his website didn't look congruent because the imagery was very different. Some was really dynamic and tinted a colour and some was an actual shot of client of his. And I said, right, we need to create your rules of the game. So all your images must contain a person as well as technology. They must be light and bright and look like they're British because you're British based and you always will be. So if you try and choose any images going forward from stock library, or you bring somebody on in a junior role that the plan is to employ somebody to take on the marketing role that you're currently doing, they can choose an image based on those five rules. Mm -hmm. You're gonna build in more consistency. I've worked before in roles where I've worked with sales guys. Sales guys are great they always want to get from a to b as quick as possible so they will cut corners they need to do a presentation to go and see a client they'll do it themselves they'll throw it together they'll use any color they want they'll use any logo they want they'll put it in a different place it's often referred to as the branding police and my way of doing it is right let me do this one for you and let me create you a template so in any business that's doing anything on a regular basis build yourself some templates. So it makes things easier going forward. Use the same fonts, the same colors. Like the NHS only uses 13 colors in all its communication, all its signage, all its literature, everything you see in publication from the NHS is one of 13 colors. Might surprise some people, but you can build- That's a lot to actually. <laughs> yeah. It sounds a lot, but the way that they identify different services, it's mainly from signage and communication. Mm like their main brand is the one color. It's a, it's a, a, a bright blue, I'm going to call it. Funny blue. <laughs> it's, it's Pantone 300 for anybody that wants to know the technical one for it, but it's a bright blue. So that one's seen the most dominant. Your business, for example, in Raspberry Framingo, you use the raspberry pink very dominantly. It's on everything, but you also do use black for text usually. And you do use white as in backgrounds and keep things light and bright. So I do know in some of your graphics on your website and some things I've seen in your training materials, you've brought in a a brighter blue as well. A way I explain it to a lot of clients is think about your sofa in your living room. That's one colour. It might be brown, it might be cream, it might be red leather. What colour cushions do you put on it? So you might have got a a red leather settee, you've got a a navy blue cushion on it, you might have got a, a pale blue cushion on it you might have got a green cushion on it so they're the colours that you will use in the rest of your room possibly that's the way that you can build your brand so Claire you could add in that other colour I think it's like a, a periwinkle or a bright blue that you've used in some graphics because it does work with your raspberry pink mm-hmm. and it does work with black and it works with white so that would be a good addition for you to develop into your mm-hmm. branding communications. I
1: would but,
2: only want to use that on the graphics. I'm not, but yeah. But that's, that's, the way, that's the way that yeah. you can create variety. You can add yeah. in, but it's, you, it's not changing the sofa to that colour. It's adding another cushion. Yeah, And that's how, that's how you can freshen up and keep, keep some variety. But building your brand is, a, is, is an ongoing process. Every time you interact with a customer, be it in person, in writing or on a call, everything that you say, everything that you do, Yes, be consistent, because as soon as you're not consistent in any single way is what will stop somebody coming to you going, hmm, and they're the people that you don't know about. And can I can I just give a shout out here? you, because
1: Claire on the Maker Brew website has a download about building your brand online, your digital brand, and I cannot tell you how much value and how much information that free download has got in it is absolutely amazing and i didn't write it so i can i can honestly say that (laughs)
0: without
1: anything this isn't my work um is absolutely brilliant so if you do want to know more about all the elements of building your brand online uh, in your digital space because all businesses got one now head over to makeabrew.com for Co. UK isn't it Claire UK and download that lead magnet because it is fantastic it's just so packed with
2: value it's untrue and, and it, remember
0: then so how
2: you do anything is how you do everything indeed and, and just to be transparent it's called a lead magnet because you are getting something for free and all i get is your email address so what you will get after that is more information from me that's also free that will help your business you don't get spammed i don't share it with anybody it's not going to cost you anything and that's what lead magnets can do for your business so if you and want, you can unsubscribe uh, at any point should absolutely you absolutely you can um, you won't need to because it's really good um and I, th- I think that's covered quite a lot I don't want to confuse anybody hopefully there's some examples there that can make people understand the points No, but I think think explaining it from the point of view of
1: everything you do is part of your brand. It's not just your logo. It's not just your social media presence. It's not just how you turn up to a meeting. It is literally everything you do. How you make somebody feel when they interact with you is your brand. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very, very important because most business owners won't have ever thought of that. It's, it's normal to you and it's normal to me because I talk to you all the time because we work so closely together. But for the vast majority of businesses, their visual identity is what they see as their brand, and actually, it goes much, much deeper than that. As you said, it's an iceberg. Your logo is just the tip that you see. Yep. The rest goes on under the water. So if you want to check anything out on this, Claire is the absolute expert. But Onto our website because it explains it all very clearly, and I did have a hand in that because I did a bit of editing. Um, but <laughs> oh, that lead magnet, seriously, like, download it. You will not regret downloading it. It's amazing. Thank you very much.
0: And on that note, ladies and gents, it's time for a brew. Bye. Bye. Bye.